Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Take you down, I'll take you down Where no one's ever gone before And if you want more, you want more then jump. I need to change my love. Change octaves. Change keys. Feel my touch. Jump if you want to taste my kisses in the night. Then jump. Oh my love. Okay, that was uh, difficult to listen to. I apologize. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, so high. And then I'm trying. Like obviously, I'm a. Am I a tenor? Is that- I don't think I'm anything in the singing world really other than bad, but, uh, I don't think I'm meant to be singing high. If you are speaking of high, well, not speaking of high, um, I mean, I hope you're high in life listening to this right now, but if you are new to this program, 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 okay, what is wrong with me right now? I don't know. You're probably going to hit the unsubscribe, but don't just stay for a minute. Don't be deterred by the horrible rendition of jump for your love by the pointer sisters. They did a much, much better job, but I like to start this podcast with a song that pops into my head. I call it spiritual karaoke. Actually, I don't, I just made that up now. So if you are still here, (laughs) thank you for sticking with me and yeah, jump for your love. I don't know what the meaning is behind that. Actually, I was looking at some of the lyrics and today I'm going to talk about some signs that our spiritual team may be giving us as they, you know, maybe want to strengthen their relationship with us. They want to communicate with us. And looking at some of the the lyrics kind of makes me feel like this song is being sung by our spiritual team to us. Like, I know my heart can make you happy. And they're urging us, jump in. You know, these arms can feel you up. Okay. I don't know if our spiritual team, uh, let's just keep moving with the lyrics here. Um, I don't know if they want to taste your kisses in the night, but, um, maybe they are urging us to kind of jump into more of a relationship with them and and they want to strengthen the bond. I don't know. Maybe that's why that song popped into my head or maybe not. You'll have to let me know if this song has any significance for you. So how are you doing today? How is everybody feeling? Happy Friday to you or whenever you are listening to this. Uh, Before we get into this episode, it's going to be a shorter episode. Just want to remind you that I have master training coming up, Reiki master training this fall in September. You can sign up in the links below if you are a Reiki 2 practitioner from any lineage and you have been a practitioner for at least six months. I just completed my Reiki hybrid level one and two with my students on Sunday and it was just so beautiful seeing them practice and hearing them discuss and debrief um, just with regards to their practice sessions. I was just so impressed, so blown away. Uh, you know, by how gifted these students are. And I just love seeing how people interact with the energy. And it's just exciting for me. I love teaching people Reiki. I love introducing people to this energy. So if you are feeling called to this energy, to this amazing personal healing experience, and a lot of people are called to Reiki for different reasons, but it is so personally healing. It's, it's such a healing modality for yourself. Uh, if you are being called to work with this energy, you can shoot me a DM if you have any questions, but I will be releasing my next hybrid, uh, training very soon. Dates are coming up very soon. So feel free to DM me if you want to be put on a wait list or just 
make sure that you are signed up to my newsletter and you can do that below and I always release the training dates on my news. So today's episode is all about signs and if you are on the spiritual path I can bet your bottom dollar okay I'm not gonna bet your bottom I don't even know am I 90? I'll bet your bottom dollar that you have received a sign at some point from the other side. I know I have, and that is actually why I am where I am in this very moment doing a spiritual podcast. If it wasn't for signs, I literally would not be here. And I mentioned way back in my first episode, I believe, my story that I I, I talked about a friend from university and being at her funeral and receiving almost like divine guidance. I felt like it was from her. I don't know if it was from her or if it was from, you know, an angel or just if it was God energy or universal energy, but I received that clear message. Like I felt like it was my friend saying to me, you need to go to the doctor. It just came into my awareness. And like, you know, it was a very sad, obviously funeral and there was lots of tears. And I just had this almost, it just was a very hard to explain experience of this download of information coming to me. And then I went, you know, after the funeral and made the appointment at my doctor. And I mentioned this before, but no one was overly concerned about this mole on my leg, which ended up being melanoma. So that was the first sign that I feel like I can ever really remember receiving. I'm sure I've experienced signs before, maybe synchronicities, but that's the the one that really got my attention. And moving forward, leading up to my surgery for my cancer, I was getting more and more signs. And especially around the time of my surgery, I was so nervous. I was so afraid. And at that point in my life, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but I didn't believe in anything. I literally didn't believe in anything. I grew up Catholic and I just wasn't resonating with that anymore. And I reached a state where I I had zero faith. I didn't believe in anything. And then the, my experience with cancer made me believe in everything. Okay. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It taught me so much, but it brought me my faith. It brought me spirituality. And I'm so forever grateful for that. One sign I remember receiving when I really needed it, this is kind of one of the first big signs I remember receiving. And I think the download, like when you get an information, when you get information coming into your awareness, like that can be a sign as well. Okay. That could be, yeah, an angel, a past loved one, like giving you that transmission of information, like that can be considered a sign, I believe as well. The first physical sign from the universe, from my spiritual team, you know, from a past loved one, uh, that I can remember receiving was just leading up to my surgery for my melanoma. And I was just so afraid. I was so nervous. I'd never had surgery before. And I'd packed my bag for the hospital and was getting ready to go into the hospital and just so much anxiety, like we're just experiencing so much anxiety. And I think Jason, my husband said, asked me a question about like, there was, there were instructions around pre-op, like what I had to do. And he had asked me a question and I was like, oh yeah, I remember I had a book in my bag and I remember I had a sticky note on it with some pre-operation like instructions, I guess. And I was like, oh yeah, I have some, I have that information, whatever it was he was asking me about on a sticky note. So I went in my bag to find this. And this was like, we we're going to be leaving soon for the hospital. And I picked up like there were clothes on the top and the, the book with the sticky note, I knew it was packed in the middle. And I took, I remember taking the clothes off, looking for this book with the sticky note And on this book with the sticky note was a dime. 
just one dime, no other money in this. This was like not my purse. This was like a little bag I packed for the hospital. No money, no change whatsoever in this bag, but a dime I felt like looked like it was perfectly placed on the sticky note with my pre-op information on it. And I just remember looking at it and just, it, I just remember feeling such disbelief, but then such comfort. And I just, I was just couldn't believe it. I was like, Jason, like what? Like, look at this. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is a sign. This is, and you know, I believed it was my friend sending me a sign, just letting me know that I was going to be okay, that everything was going to be okay. And it just brought such comfort to me, such comfort. And moving forward for me, dimes were huge. Like they, it was insane. The number of dimes that were showing up for me. And like, I remember particularly another really significant sign through a dime for me when I needed it so badly was after the, and I mentioned this in my story. I don't want to, I know I like to repeat myself. I don't like to repeat myself. I just do. Um, but after my surgery and, you know, I had to go to my parents' house and they were kind of taking care of me there. Um, cause like I wasn't very mobile and I would, my husband would pick me up after work and from my parents' house and then drive me home. And every day I would get anxiety because one of my doctors, like one of the two different surgeons who had worked on me and one of my surgeons, um, had told me he was the one who would remove the lymph nodes. And he said, if you know, no news for me is good news. And I remember I, I just always wanted to know exactly what to expect. And I was just like, so if you call me, like, you know, what should I expect? Like, are you going to be booking a follow-up appointment with me? This was after the surgery. And I remember going to an appointment with him and him saying, moving forward, like you, you know, you don't want to be seeing me anymore. <laughs> Basically, if he, if his office was calling my house, it was because the cancer was in my lymph nodes, which was a really poor prognosis at the time. And I've mentioned this before, but they've made a lot of strides with melanoma and using immunotherapy now, but even just like five or six years ago, it was only treatable really through surgery and, and wasn't responding to chemotherapy or radiation. So, um, now I think there's a lot, you know, the treatments it's responding really well to immunotherapy from what I've heard. And it's, you know, having a lot of success. Anyhow, all that to be said, I knew that it would not be a good sign if this particular doctor's office like had called and left a message on my home phone, or if I saw the number on the home phone, I knew that that would be very bad. And I had to wait, like after the operation, I had to wait, I think it was like 10 days to find out the results, to find out if the cancer was in the lymph nodes. So that drive, did you hear that doorbell? Is that a sign? <laughs> my doorbell never rings. That could be a sign. I think it's actually a sign that my children should go outside and play with the neighborhood kids. That'd be a wonderful sign. Uh, anyhow, I would, when my husband would drive me home from my parents' house, we would pull, you pull into, you know, our driveway and I would make him go in the house and check our phone, like the caller ID. And cause I, I just remember thinking like, if, even if I saw like the blinking light for a message on the phone, like that would just shoot panic through my whole body. So I'd make him go in first and check it and then come back out. And he'd be like, no one called today. <laughs> you can come in the house now. And as we were getting close, like this was happening as we were getting closer to the 10 days, because I was just so filled with anxiety and worry, just so, so afraid, so, so afraid. And so I remember one particular day it was getting close. I think it was getting pretty close to the 10 days. And, um, <clears throat> I've just felt so anxious that day. And he went in and he, and I just had this feeling like, oh my gosh, he's going to come back. And he, like that doctor's number is going to be on the phone. Like I was just so panicked that day. And he came out and said, there's, there's nothing on the phone. You can come in now. <laughs> so I remember going in the house and then just like 
this is something I actually don't think I've ever done any other time in my whole life. <laughs> right now I'm describing it and it feels like a dramatic movie a little bit, but I, I rested my head against the, like we had these, it's not the house I live in now, it's our old house, um, these sliding glass doors. And I like remember putting my hand, like my fore, my forearm, if you can picture it, resting against the sliding glass doors and like just had my head against my forearm just like oh my like it was almost like oh like I just feel like I I had a big sense of relief like from you know not making it another day where I had avoided that number coming up on on our phone and I was just like feeling like relief in that moment but also just so tired of like this waiting game and so you know again still so afraid and so as I'm like just resting my head on my forearm and just like against you know the glass of the sliding glass doors I'm gazing out and my eyes are brought to this strange like it looks like a perfectly melted circle in the middle of our deck so this is in what month would this be when did my surgery it was end of February and I think so this was probably it could have been beginning of March um I think probably I think my surgery was February 23rd and so yeah it could have been right at the beginning of March so there was like there was snow on the deck but I don't there wasn't like a ton of snow like it wasn't huge snow banks or anything like that I just remember being there being a blanket of snow on the deck and then I just, as I was gazing out, I, I see this, it looked like literally a perfect circle that had been melted, melted in the middle of our deck. And it wasn't like super big. I'm, I don't know what I could compare it to maybe the size of a big grapefruit, grapefruit or something like that. Like that's how big the circle was, but it was just strange. It looked like it, it just didn't even make sense how it would have been like that. There's no footprints up to it, nothing like that. And so I'm like staring at this circle of like, you know, this circle in the middle of my deck is snow all around it and looking, I'm like, what is in the middle of this circle? And I look closer and close. And then I just opened up the sliding glass door and I went out and there was a dime in the middle of this circle on the deck. Like that looked like it had been put there by freaking aliens. I don't know. Like, you know, those what they called the crop circles. It was like a freaking snow circle in the middle of my deck, like in March. Like what the, what the what? Like, I just was like in disbelief. Like what is happening right now? Like what the heck is happening right now? Like, is this real life? And I just, in that moment, I was just, I can't even explain the sense of love and support I felt. I just felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing this alone. Like I'm not alone right now. Like I have something, someone is watching out for me and they are showing me that that they, that I'm not alone. And I just can't even, I can't even explain the level of comfort I felt like the, the amount of comfort and love and support I felt in that moment. And this is somebody who didn't believe in anything. And so these things happening were blowing my mind. Like it just, and I knew that I was being supported. I I knew that I wasn't alone and it just meant everything to me. It meant absolutely everything to me. It's what got me through. These signs are what really got me through. Moving forward from that sign, I remember just getting all of these, like, especially with dimes in the beginning, like, like when I found out, you know, cancer wasn't in my lymph nodes, I was all clear. Everything was great. You know, I went back to school, but then no one tells you the intense anxiety. Maybe not everybody's like this, but after going through cancer and all of the fears and facing your mortality, all that, and then you go back to your quote unquote regular life. And then 
oh yeah, everything should be great. No, I was filled, <laughs> still filled with fear and anxiety. And, you know, I had started to get into mindfulness at that, that time and that was helping. And, you know, those, the signs helped, um, you know, when I was going through that, but I remember going back to school and just being so stressed and so fearful of the cancer coming back and, you know, just all these different thoughts that were in my head. And I just remember it was just wild. It was bizarre. I'd be walking down the hallway in the high school that I taught at, and it was just happening every day, just like one dime perfectly in the middle. And you like in the middle of the hallway, you know, there'd be times when no one else is around, just me. And I'm just like looking around, like, what the heck? How is this even happening? Like just no money anywhere, just one dime right in front of me. And oftentimes it would be when I'm ruminating, like walking through the hall by myself, like maybe it was, you know, on a prep period or something like that. I just remember one instance in particular where I was stressing, I think about the whole situation, the what ifs, you know, what if it comes back or I don't know. And I just, just this one dime in the middle of the hallway. And I find them in so many crazy other places. Like one day I remember reefing on the, like trying to slam my, uh, dryer door. Like I, I tried to close the dryer door. Um, I was doing laundry, trying to close the dryer door it just kept popping back open, popping back up. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like reefing on. I'm like, you going to get done laundry? Like for once, I'm not a bit, you know what? I, I am, I'm good at putting the laundry in. I don't always remember to transfer it to the dryer. So sometimes it has to be washed a couple of times, but I'm pretty good at like doing the start of the laundry. It's just the folding where everything falls apart as an aside. But I know I say that my husband does laundry all the time, which he does. But I do it sometimes, people. This is evidence. I do laundry sometimes. But me, me like reefing on this door and it kept popping back up. And then I was like, went in to like investigate, like, what the heck is going on here? And I see this dime that is like somehow wedged in the door so that it kept, it wouldn't close. And it always seemed to be at times where I needed, I needed that sign. I needed reassurance. So I kind of got ahead of myself here (laughs) telling about personal signs, but just, you know, to define what a sign is, I don't know if I could even do that. Like signs are messages from the universe, from our angels, from our past loved ones. Okay. They are, they can come in so many different forms. And we'll talk about some of the different ways that we can be given signs, but they don't tell us what to do. Like a sign is not going to tell us what to do. They are more guideposts. You know, I shouldn't say they're more guideposts. They can be guideposts, almost pointing us in a certain direction. But I think more than anything, they are showing us that we're not alone. And that's, that's what those signs did for me in my time of need. They showed me that I am not alone, that I'm being supported. And they gave me hope. They honestly gave me hope. And I think that that's the greatest gift of a sign is, is allowing you to see or reminding you that you are never, ever alone. As I mentioned, signs don't tell us what to do. Okay. They can, though, maybe point us in a direction that our heart already knows, you know, that we should be going in. As humans, we have free will. That's one of our greatest gifts. One of the greatest gifts of being human is that we have free will and we can make choices. And sometimes those choices take us on, you know, different paths. And that's what the life experience is about. It's about learning Okay. It's about growth and our soul's evolution. And so we're not going to be having, you know, our spiritual team, our guides, our past loved ones, sending us signs and trying to orchestrate every moment of our lives. Okay. That's not the point of us being here, (laughs) being here in earth school. We are here to learn. Okay. We are here to grow and evolve. And these signs, I feel like can help 
sometimes nudge us in a direction that we know that we're already meant to go. It's almost like a confirmation for us and they can be a guidepost. They remind us that we're not alone, but they're never meant to be telling us what to do. And they're also never coming from a place of fear. That's important to remember. All the signs that you receive are always going to be coming from a place of love. So if you are feeling like you're getting these fearful signs, that's not a sign from the angels, your loved ones, okay? Not from your spiritual team. That is most likely your ego getting involved. And sometimes there could be maybe spirits of a lower vibration. I don't know. Sometimes that can kind of happen. You need to be discerning when you're receiving messages, but messages from your angels and guides and past loved ones are never going to be fearful. Never. So signs can come in so many different shapes and forms. They can come in a download of information, kind of like what I explained when I was at my friend's funeral. They can manifest physically. You could see them as a dime. As I said, like a coin, some people receive pennies or, you know, again, pennies or dimes are probably the most common. Uh, some people receive feathers, okay. As a sign from their past loved ones or from their angelic team. Feathers are actually another sign that I received so many of when I was starting out on the spiritual path. I don't see them as often anymore and I'm not receiving as many dimes. It's so interesting, but I received them in the beginning so often, the dimes and the feathers. Although I should say I was got some feathers today. I was getting lots of signs today through license plate numbers and a lot of fours, 44444. And when I was talking to my husband on our walk today, this is when I started to receive these feathers and the confirmation through the license plate numbers. And it was a confirmation about what I was talking about. And so I was like, whoa, I was just, I got a lot, I felt like I got a lot of signs on our walk today. Feathers can be found obviously in nature. You can find them on a walk and, you know, they're obviously more common when you're outside going for a walk. It's not out of the blue or out of the ordinary, I should say, to come across a feather. But if you're walking and you're thinking about something and then your eyes just kind of go to a feather, it just kind of pops into your awareness then I take that as a confirmation and I just always have a knowing and I just know, okay, that, that was a confirmation. That was a sign for me, whatever I was thinking about. Maybe I was deliberating on a decision. Maybe I was thinking about a past loved one. Like you'll, you'll be brought these feathers or whatever the sign is, it will be brought into your awareness. And you usually know kind of instantly that this is a sign for you. I feel like I talked about this on another podcast, or maybe this was in a Reiki class. I don't know at this point, but I do have a book on angels that it was my mother's and I was at my parents' house and I got this book that was my mom's and I, you know, I took it and I kind of put it on my bookshelf. And then I don't know if I needed it during a Reiki class or maybe it was something for the podcast. I don't really remember, but I took the book out and uh, I don't know if I feel like, okay, again, you know, I have a terrible memory, but I think that day I'd been thinking about my mom. There's something, don't remember the story totally. This is why I need to write all this stuff down. But I remember, I'm pretty sure I'd been thinking about her or something. And I opened up the book to look for something or just kind of flip through. And there was a feather in the middle of the book. And I actually feel like my mom probably did put that feather there, but for me, it felt like such, like I just felt my mom's presence in that moment. And I knew it was a sign from her. Another way our angelic team or our past loved ones give us signs are through animals. And I find a lot of the times through birds and it could be a hummingbird. It could be a hawk or an eagle, or I believe cardinals are 
a, a sign for many people that their past loved one is near, sometimes a blue jay. Sometimes a past loved one will tell you before they pass, like, I'm going to come back to you as, you know, uh, or a dragonfly or, you know, it seems to be a lot of winged creatures, um, or a butterfly. They may tell you in advance, or you may just start to notice these creatures showing up when you're thinking about them, when you're trying to talk to them, or you're feeling sad, you may notice animals or particularly these winged creatures showing up. And whenever I had cancer, I became really obsessed with hummingbirds for some reason. I just became really into hummingbirds. They became a sign for me and just like a sign from the universe, a sign from my spiritual team. Hummingbirds would show up all the time for me and to the point where like I... All my students, like you wouldn't believe the hummingbird, like you should see the hummingbird ornaments I have for my Christmas tree. It's amazing. I have so many hummingbird ornaments because my students all knew how obsessed I was with hummingbirds. And one of the last gifts my mom gave me for my birthday was a beautiful batik of a hummingbird that my, my aunt is an, a really amazing artist and she actually fatigued this hummingbird. I'm actually looking at it right now as I'm, as I'm recording this podcast, I was like, why are my eyes just staring at this hummingbird? Like I was, I wasn't even thinking about hummingbirds actually, when I started recording this kind of forgot what a sign they are to me actually. And, you know, since my mom has passed, I feel like she's given me signs in so many ways, a lot of times through birds. Um, but my friend gave me a hummingbird necklace that I'm wearing that I always wear. And it's really special to me. And that reminds me of my mom. Uh, but I see hummingbirds more so not necessarily. I used to see a lot of them at my old house. We'd have, hum we had hummingbird feeders and I'd see them showing up like they were alive. <laughs> but now I see, I receive the signs through you know, pictures of hummingbirds. Like when I'm thinking about my mom, I'll like look and I'll see just like this, I don't know, a hummingbird, like a pitch on somebody's house. Like a, random people will have these like pictures of hummingbirds, like as decorations on their house or in their garden. And I just will note it. Like I find lately I've been noticing some hummingbirds at times when I'm thinking about my mom or I need a sign and I'll notice it as a decoration on a house, a house that I've walked by so many times in, you know, a, a close neighborhood nearby, but I've never noticed that decoration before. So I just always know that it's a sign. And that's something to be aware of is, you know, when you ask for a sign, it can come in so many different forms. If you're asking to see a turtle, for instance, it might be a living turtle, sure, but there's you know a lot of different ways this turtle can present itself to you. So just be open to the possibilities of what your sign might look like and the different forms that it could take. As I mentioned, my mom really shows herself to me through different birds. And even Jason has noticed some of the crazy weird things with birds that happen and all different sorts of birds. And when we're down, sometimes, you know, if you ever see my Instagram stories and I post by the water, uh, it's just like near our neighborhood. And I actually, it's really close to where it's like steps away from my childhood home. Uh, this water that I will sometimes show on my stories and my mom is very connected to the water and she, would go down to this, the water that I show in my stories. That's where my mom would spend a lot of time. She loved the water so much. And I remember after she passed, I was going down to the water and I, that, that day after she passed, she passed in the evening. And the next day I remember sitting down there and crying at the water, but like I felt her presence and these seagulls just started like coming close and like just, I was like, oh my gosh, she's here through these seagulls. I know it. And she's so connected to, to the water. And you know what? She was actually really connected to, she talked about Jonathan Livingston seagull. She, um, had these seagull pictures in her house. Like she loves seagulls. 
anyway and then like in the days after she passed all these weird things were happening with like big flocks of seagulls just coming close and like even my brother was noticing and my sister-in-law so it was really cool how mom was like you know if we felt her presence um in those days after that after she passed oh and i'm remembering what jason what jason was talking about one day when we were maybe i started this story and it segued into the seagulls but i'm thinking more particularly about a day when jason was down there and this blue heron was like just getting so close coming so close and it jason's like i've never seen a heron come this close like he's staring at me like oh and i'm like i think it's my mom <laughs> like sending us a sign here but anyway it's just especially those you know the birds that are connected to the water i can feel like my mom's presence a lot of times and eagles are another one like for my family in particular again i probably told this story but uh a medium once told my mom that um like she and my dad had lost a child uh at three months old to sudden infant death syndrome and his name was patrick and she went to a medium who said that patrick shows himself to our family like uses eagles as a sign and it was crazy because my dad has been obsessed with eagles his whole life. I, I'm sure I, I know I told this story. I know I'm repeating myself. And anyhow, it, like we have e pictures of eagles in our house. Like <laughs> my dad has just always been obsessed with eagles. And it, to me, it just all made sense. Like, oh my gosh, like this, <laughs> like he loved eagles so much. It's been Patrick all along. And so when we all made this connection that it was Patrick with the Eagles, oh my gosh, like I just, they show like, I just, when I see an Eagle, they're just so majestic first of all, but like, I just feel such a sense of comfort when I see an Eagle circling and I see them quite often. And my dad sees them all the time. And, and I do know that, you know, Patrick is, you know, through my own, sessions with people um just i've had well i've had 16 media i've had 16 mediumship uh sessions in the last weeks me practicing 16 times and i've had 16 readings so i know that um patrick is very close as well as my other past loved ones like it's if you knew how close your past loved ones were how close they were to you you would just feel so much comfort and many people do know that but there are so many people who don't and i just wish that everyone knew just how much their past loved ones how much they love you but how close they are to you and they're just they're just so close they're just in a different form and if we all just knew that then we would just feel we'd feel less lonely and we'd just feel a lot more comfort okay some other signs that your loved your past loved ones might be near or this could be your spiritual team could be electrical disturbances okay so flickering lights uh, technology that's not working. Spirits on the other side have the ability to manipulate work with electricity. And I don't know about you, but I've had so many instances where technology wouldn't work, but more so the flickering of a light or appliances behaving <laughs> strangely. Like I've had times where the TV, this happens to me a lot. The TV will just turn on out of nowhere or like a radio. And it's like, what the heck is going on right now? Like this makes zero sense. Like there's no type of timer or this or that. Like it's just happening out of nowhere. And I just, you know, you know, it's a sign and some, of course there could be things that just happen. And sometimes there are little electrical issues and I don't think twice about them, but it's the times when 
these things happen and you make the connection, like you, you can feel it. You, you know that it's something more than just a coincidence or, oh, this is just a little mishap, electrical mishap. You know that it's a sign and, and you will know way our loved ones and our spiritual team like to communicate to, with us is through music and there are so many ways that they can communicate with us through music they might bring a song into our awareness that evokes a certain memory maybe it's a memory of them okay a memory from your past that that you either need to be brought into your awareness in that moment, or maybe they just simply want you to think of them, or maybe you were thinking of them and a song comes on the radio to confirm that they are near. Okay. They are closer than you realize. Sometimes they give you messages through song lyrics. And I know in my work, I receive a lot of messages through songs and through lyrics And that is a way that spirit can communicate with us, giving us, you know, maybe some important information or again, bringing up a memory that you should be aware of, or maybe even just a feeling that you need to feel or an emotion that you need to connect with. Another sign that our spiritual team likes to send to us, our past loved ones are rainbows could be a regular rainbow, a double rainbow, maybe just the image of a rainbow. And it's come up in a couple of my mediumship sessions that I did for other people. I've had spirits coming through telling uh, me to, to let their loved ones know that they were going to be sending them some rainbows just in a recent session. So I'm waiting to hear that hopefully that they have received their rainbow but I've had clients in the past talk about their past loved ones giving them rainbows and that's was a sign for them. And actually, I kind of forgot about that. In one of my sessions, my mom came through and my mom was describing like rainbows and they're just saying that rainbows are so much more than what we realize like and how powerful the symbolism of a rainbow is and my my I need to go back in the notes I always take notes during these sessions and so my mom was talking about all these rainbows and then it was like the next in within the next day or two there's a rainbow in our neighborhood like just you know I hadn't seen a rainbow in a really long time and I was like okay what a beautiful sign that was another beautiful confirmation So there are many more signs than that. Those are some of the just kind of more typical, I guess, signs that people tend to get, but anything can be a sign. You can ask for a sign, be very specific, ask the universe, ask a past loved one for a specific sign and wait to receive it. You need to let go of any urgency. And I'm going to get into, actually, that's one, that's one of the things I'm going to get into of of how you can receive more signs and it's letting go of that sense of urgency that you need to find a sign. Okay. You just need to ask for the sign and then surrender and just allow it to show up for you. Before I get into some tips on how to receive more signs, I should, did I even define what a sign was? Probably not. No, I think I started to, but, um, when you, as I mentioned, there's so many ways that these signs can show up, but whatever the sign is, these are some of the things that can kind of, uh, differentiate a sign from a (laughs) non-sign. So if things are repetitive, so if you're receiving, you know, some type of a sign repetitively, or you, a symbol, or you're seeing something a lot, Okay. That's, you know, it could be a sign that it's a sign (laughs) if it's out of the ordinary. Okay. So if you are finding a dime, you know, for me, I found that dime in that bag where there's no other money. And it was just like, you know, if I found a dime in my change purse, a newsflash, Kate, uh, you are rich. No, you, (laughs) that didn't even make sense. Um, that wouldn't be a sign. I think we know why that wouldn't be a sign, but again, things that are out of the ordinary, finding my feather 
that feather in the book. That was out of the ordinary for me. Okay. If it's personally meaningful, okay. It could be, you know, a sign that's really meaningful to me. Okay. Is might have zero significance to someone else. It's because it's meant for me. Okay. That's my sign. It's not necessarily going to be a sign for someone else. It could be sometimes there's signs that are meant for a group of people and can resonate with more than one person. But oftentimes what's a sign for me is not going to be a sign for someone else. And it's because that sign was for me. Okay. It's from a past loved one or my spiritual team and it's individualized, especially for me. Another way that you can tell if something's a sign or not is the timing of it. Okay. What were you thinking about when you noticed whatever this, this thing was like, what were you thinking of? What were the circumstances around finding it? Did you recently ask for a sign? Have you been, you know, praying about something, meditating on something, asking for guidance? Okay. So the timing of finding something oftentimes is kind of an alert to you of whether or not it's a sign. It will become very clear to you whether it's a sign or not. So I'm just going to go through a few things you can do to hopefully start receiving more signs. Like if you feel like you want to receive more signs, or maybe you haven't been receiving signs, then I am just going to go through a few things that might open you up to receiving more signs. So the first, the first thing is you need to believe in them. Okay. You need to believe and trust that you can communicate with the other side. Okay. You can communicate with your past loved ones and your team and be open to receiving that guidance. You have to believe and you have to be open to receiving the guidance. If you are super skeptical about it, it's going, you're going to be closed off. Okay. You need to open yourself up to the possibilities. If you haven't been receiving many signs, maybe you've never received any signs or perhaps you used to, and you haven't been receiving signs lately. You need to ask yourself the question, is there space in my life to notice these signs? Because these signs are abundant. Okay. The signs are always happening. Your loved ones and your spiritual team want to connect with you. They want to communicate with you. They want you to know that they are supporting you, that they are near. But if your life is so busy and so distracted and just filled with activities and running around from here to there and multitasking, then you may just not be noticing these signs that are occurring all around you. Some signs are big and some signs are small, but if you are always distracted, it's going to be difficult for you even to notice the big signs. So if you are going for a walk, try to go for a walk someday without your AirPods in. Or even, you know, if you're somebody, and I'm saying this to myself too, (laughs) I need the reminders. Like I always have, you know, my AirPods in, I'm listening to music or podcasts, whatever. And I like to be distracted into doing housework, (laughs) you know, doing the dishes, all those things, Uh, making dinner sometimes. Like I find I need like for me, a podcast is like a body double. If you have ADHD, a lot of times to get the motivation to do tasks that are monotonous, you need a body double. Somebody else doing it helps you do it. And so I use podcasts as a body double as an aside here. Um, but I need to take the AirPods out and have more opportunities for silence and to be mindful because that's when I notice the signs. That's when I feel the presence of my past loved ones and my spiritual team is when I am being mindful, when I've created space in my life, in my day to notice the signs. And if you're always running around and multitasking and busy and just filling every second of your time with something, if you're never just sitting in silence or never being mindful, then there's a good chance that you're just missing out on so many signs 
that are being sent to you all the time. So my second tip is to create some space in your life for you to actually recognize these signs and a mindfulness practice, having a mindfulness practice in the morning, connecting with your breath, maybe meditating, puzzling. Do we, do we need to go to the puzzling? If you follow me on Instagram or you'd have to specifically be following my stories, you know, your girl has gotten into puzzling lately, got a little bit of a puzzling obsession going on. Okay. Who, how did I miss out on this? Like with the pandemic, like everybody else, it's so 2020, everybody else like went through their puzzle phase. I'm obviously late to the show late to the game. I don't know what the expression is, but your girl is into the puzzles now and making up for lost time. Let's just say, and it doesn't even take a pandemic being cloistered. What's the word cloistered mean? Cloistered in a house. That's not the right term. Is it sequestered? What does cloistered mean? I'm scared. I need to just one second. I'm going to Google it. Okay, I'm right. <laughs> I'm not. I was like, oh God, what does cloistered mean? Having or enclosed by a cloister as in a monastery. Wait, kept away from the outside world, sheltered. Yes, a cloistered upbringing. That was me, cloistering away with my puzzle. Okay, I wasn't off track. Um, but yeah, the puzzle, The like I think it's just another ADHD hyperfixation. Like don't go into... The other side of my basement here where you'll find my <laughs> all my other hyperfixations, like my knitting like bags of yarn different knitting needles when I had like uh, uh anyway very into the knitting and then I had a little jewelry business I was into making all sorts of jewelry and like oh uh, yeah and then oh yeah the baby wipes El Diva, why am I going down this rabbit hole? This was supposed to literally be a 25. I was going to do a 25 minute podcast episode today and we're at 51 minutes, of course. I want to start making them shorter. I feel like they're too long. Um, but yeah, when my daughter, my first daughter was born, I started making diaper wipes clutches out of, you know, like the little to go, like, you know, they're plastic white, white plastic, most of them travel wipes cases or hard plastic I like use like hot glue gun and and all these different fabrics and like different ribbons all these things and I made these oh my gosh I need to see my Facebook got shut down so that'd be gone as well but I had like an L diva it was called L diva my daughter's name's L and I made soother clips and these diaper wipes cases and I sold them in and hair and baby hair clips oh my god mom hashtag mompreneur um i sold them in a few stores in pei like oh my gosh so random and then i was like i don't want to make these anymore because the hyperfixation i became obsessed and then i was like uh i'm bored don't want to do this anymore i have so much fabric so much ribbon in the other side of my closet here what else do i have um what are my other hyperfixations that i have over there there's a lot anyway and my dog one of my daughters like stumbles upon them and then she starts taking up, taking it up and then she gets bored with it. But okay. I don't yet again, I'm going to have to go back, pause this and go back and listen. Cause I have no idea how I got here. Just one moment, please hold. Now I know how I got here. So <laughs> I was talking about creating more space and mindful practices. And then I got into my obsession with puzzling. And the reason why I brought a puzzling is because puzzling is, is just, a way for me to be mindful like and I do try to be have mindful moments in my day but I find myself lately kind of slipping into some bad habits of not having as much mindfulness in my day but I'm finding I'll just sit there and sometimes I did podcast the other night which was actually really fun puzzle I'm such a loser I am such a freaking loser <laughs> I did a podcast the other Saturday night last Saturday night Oh my God. Puzzling and podcast PP, um, PP, PP for life. Uh, I, I am such a loser, but yeah, that was a nice treat. But a lot of the times I am just puzzling in silence. And I mean, I got the puzzles cause I wanted it to be a screen free activity for the family. And 
you know, bring us together through conversation. And they were liking it in the beginning, but they've like strayed away from it. And now it's like, they make fun of me. Oh, you're like rushing home to your puzzle. And it is true. This is true. And tell me if this is weird. I've like caught myself thinking about my puzzle when I'm away from it. Like when I'm away from the house, like I've like actually like kind of like, what's the word wistfully, like thinking of my puzzle, like imagining myself with like a cup of tea back with my puzzle. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that, please tell me there's somebody else who felt like that before. It just feels so comforting. And yeah, they call it my emotional, like my daughters call it my emotional support puzzle. Like that's just, that's just so rude. Anyway, if there's other puzzlers, puzzlers out there, please reach out. Like let's form a little community and actually we can do a puzzling. You now they have book clubs. Let's do a puzzle club. We don't meet. We don't meet in person. We don't meet on Zoom. We puzzle alone. And then I'll just send you a picture of my completed puzzle when we're done. Is that okay? And then we could, you, then you send me, we'll send each other our puzzles in the mail. Um, let's do that. If you want to join my puzzle club, then please sign up in the link below. Just joking. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> back to the signs. You need to create space in your day, in your life for you to actually notice them. So mindfulness is going to be important, I think, for that. And another tip is, I mentioned this before, is don't go searching for them, okay? You don't need to be become obsessed with searching for signs and having any sense of urgency. That is not what these signs are about, okay? It's about, as I said, being mindful, surrendering and being mindful and just being open to receive them and trusting that you will. And that's part of it is having that trust and, you know, surrendering and being open to receive. Okay. And my last tip is when you listen to your signs and when you acknowledge them, then you're going to receive more signs. So I guess my tip is just appreciating when you receive a sign. Okay. And and maybe if it is a sign that's nudging you in a certain direction as a guidepost, you know, and you're following that, then it's showing the other side that you are receptive to this kind of information, this communication. When you're showing your gratitude, they're going to give you more signs. Okay. So be grateful for the signs, acknowledge the signs, and you will receive more signs. And I know I mentioned this, this prayer I use in the angel numbers podcast, but I'll say it again. It's from Kyle Gray. And I like to say this, it's, it's kind of like a, it's gen, it's kind of like a general prayer you can say for angelic guidance and, you know, for your spiritual team, uh, to just start receiving more guidance and signs. But you can, it's, I think it's always a wonderful idea to ask for specific signs from, you know, from the other side, from your team as well. But this is a good general prayer that you can use every day. I, I try to, I used to be very, a lot more consistent because I would say it every day when I was driving into school. Um, but anytime I get in the car, I do say this prayer, but you know, <laughs> a little bit of a hermit these days, you know, summer gets me out of the house. Now that this puzzle's in town though, you girls, why do I keep saying your girl? I'm staying close to home, cloistered in my, my puzzling room. I don't have a puzzling room, but I want one. Um, sorry. So the, the prayer is Kyle Gray and it's thank you angels for reminding me of your presence. Thank you angels for revealing to me what I need to know. It feels so good to know you are here. And Kyle Gray is very big on affirmative prayer. And so it's like, you're thanking them in advance as if it's already happened. It's, it's affirmative. Okay. It's thanking. It's showing that you trust that you are going to receive these signs and you're opening yourself up to this guidance. Okay. And this, this support. And I love using this prayer to open up those lines of communications with the lines of communication with my spiritual team. So that might be a prayer that you want to experiment with as well. So I'm basically at an hour here, which was supposed to be 25 minutes. So I'm going to stop talking. Um, but I hope that moving forward, you 
start to receive lots of signs from your team if you haven't been already. And if you have been, I hope you continue to receive lots and lots of signs because there is so much support available to us. And we are so, so loved and we are never alone. I think that's the most important thing is even when we feel perhaps isolated and lonely and sad and alone, we aren't. Okay. We, we have angels and past loved ones or team surrounding us with support and love. And so these signs can just remind us of this unconditional love that is always available, that is always surrounding us. And that's why these signs are so beautiful. They're just a beautiful reminder. So I hope you receive a beautiful reminder today and ask for a beautiful reminder, ask for that sign and let me know, let me know, email me or DM me. Let me know about some signs that you have received recently that have made you feel less alone. I would love to hear about them. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you here. Same place, same ish time next week. Have a good one. Bye.